This is the WZ Podcast with J-Rod here, the lead at WrestleZone's very own podcast of everything that is pro wrestling with AEW, NXT, New Japan Pro Wrestling, Impact Wrestling, the National Wrestling Alliance, various promotions, wrestlers, matches, and championships. I'm your host, J-Rod here, folks. So welcome back for another week of the lead at WrestleZone's podcast. So we got some interesting topics I want to talk about. There's various ones that I might have uh, missed to mention on the previous episode uh, due to the fact that I was, um, you know, let's just say uh, busy with other things that were coming up. But however, this topic, it just came on to me because I feel we need to talk about them. So the first topic I want to talk about was this past Wednesday's Blood and Guts match. Now, as you know, this particular match was supposed to happen last year when there was that feud between the Elite and, of course, um, the Inner Circle. But now, <coughs> I have to say this was the actual Blood and Guts match we deserve to see because I don't know if this was going to work out with the Elite. But, however, I felt... By watching this, it felt natural with seeing both the Inner Circle and the Pinnacle being in this match. I have to say it was a good match. A lot of blood coming out. I have to say it was truly amazing. I enjoyed it a lot. Now, as you may or may have heard, there's been some backlash coming from the fans. You probably ask yourselves, what is the backlash? Now, if you guys did see the scene, the moment that happened in the match, MJF won the match when he forced the inner circle to surrender. If he, if or he will push Jericho off the cage, where there's like an area where he could get hurt. And then once they surrendered, he tossed them anyway, or pushed them, however you want to say it. But however, if you look closely during the fall of Jericho, you can see some padding over there. And some people are were upset because that padding wasn't exposed. I'm like, yeah, I know. It probably wasn't supposed to see this. But I, I saw this on, tw- on many parts of the social media. Some people rather see him get hurt. I'm like, out of, you, out of your mind? You want to see Jericho hurt? I mean, AEW is not going to be like WWE where... Some some accidents will happen and wrestlers will get injured. AEW is not the kind of promotion that would just do something like that. But I get it. You got to keep in mind this is these wrestlers' bodies on the line. And Jericho, I think what he's like forty nine, fifty or something like that in his age. I don't know if that would be a good idea for a guy of his age. But you know, some people are like. Oh, they didn't like it because, oh, they they rather see the real thing. I mean, you guys are so screwed up. I don't want to see Jericho get hurt. If you guys have friends who say they prefer that, then tell them that they're out of their mind. You know, that you should tell them to their face if, whenever you bring up this topic, blood, like the blood and guts match. But there was more that happened, like, so, uh, that was mentioned after the match. Apparently... If you guys noticed, this match was not officially live on that particular day. You see, the reason it wasn't live was because they already filmed it uh, maybe a day or two early. Because 
of the amount of time they were going to set up the cage. Now, keep in mind, there's a reason why. There's two rings. How long would it set up the cage? I mean, we didn't see, like, if it was, like, up in the rafters, like we normally see every cage match. I didn't see that whatsoever. But it would make sense to keep it that way. But, of course, Tony Khan did mention this. Now, this is something that I did like. He addressed the fan base to letting them know that the Blood and Guts match was going to be on the big screen. That means it's kind of like you're watching the movie. But he did say that if there are people who did not like the idea of that, that they can leave the venue and get a refund. Now, I did heard that it was five. there would have been five refunds now. Uh, it's still undetermined whether it's like for individuals or people who are in the groups, you know, because if it was me, I would I would never attend a wrestling event if I'm not going with my closest friends. And that kind of puts it out for me. But it makes sense. I mean, look, we can fault AEW on things like that. But however, Tony Khan is being more honest and sincere to the fan base. I mean, you don't see that with Vince McMahon. Even if you say, oh, we didn't like what happened in WWE, there's no way we're going to get a refund from them, even if if it, you know, if we didn't like it. But it is what it is. I have to say Tony Khan really made things more easier for everyone. You know, like saying, yes, we're not going to show the match here because of the time. You got to remember, this is live television because you're in a time frame right now and you cannot put too much time into it but i'm okay with the idea i mean if they did it for the sake of it that's fine that was only like in the last hour of aew but we'll see what happens afterwards if there's anything that changes now um some of you may or may have heard earlier this week or so or last week uh wwe has been in talks with um how do i say with MLW, Major League Wrestling. Now, you probably ask yourselves, why would WWE are in talks with them? Apparently, there were reports saying that they want to build a partnership with them. Now, yes, I know some of you probably say to me right now, um, J-Rod, there's a reason. They don't uh, work together. That is true. But there's been a lot of people that criticize WWE for not working with other promotions because... If you have noticed, WWE are the, the promotion that is conquering the wrestling world. If you recall, they want to abolish the independent scenes. All of this. But there's more to this that nobody seems to understand. Why is they want to build a partnership? There's a reason why. Not too long ago, it was revealed. By, it came from Court Bauer in his, on Instagram and no, on his social media. Saying that, of course... MLW now has a TV deal, and I have to say it's the perfect TV deal for them. And that TV deal is Vice TV. It's not a coincidence that that happened. Now, there's a reason to that. More explained. Yes, MLW has a TV deal, but there's more to that. You guys may know there's a lot of talent that WWE recruits and they send them to the Performance Center. There's a, You see, there have been wrestlers we have heard that they were signed with WWE, but they never, ever get enough TV time. You look at Diana Perrazzo. She was amongst those people who didn't get enough TV time, who were there for a while, but 
that's what happened. And then there's others that have been there for a long time. Uh, like, for example, I've seen uh, Mandy Rose's ex-boyfriend, I, I presume. Forgot his name, but he never got TV time whatsoever. But they want to use their lesser talent from the NXT brand to go down to um, MLW for some TV reps. I mean, it would make sense, but you got to keep in mind. I know some of you probably would who are not uh, too keen with the idea. Like you prefer MLW should not partner up with with <coughs> with WWE. But I'll explain to more about it, what's going on, because there's more that was being told. This report came from Dave Meltzer. But however, it would make probably some of you are saying, just wait, just wait. WWE is going to buy MX, um, MLW and pff, that's it. But there's a problem to what happened. There's a reason why they want to send the NXT stars there. We were supposed to have this year another NXT show based here in the U.S., this comes at a time when they purchased Evolve. Now, some of you never heard of Evolve. This was a promotion that was started by Gabe Scapogi or whatever his name is. He used to work with WWE, but he started his own promotion called Evolve. Many of the they had a they had affiliation with WWE because some NXT stars went down there and all this and that. But we were supposed to have NXT Evolve, from what I understand. They already filmed the pilot episode, but since then, nothing, no further information came out, which was strange. And it's the same thing that happened with e ECW. And then it was like, it would, now it's starting to make sense. Now, <coughs> some of you are saying, why would WWE wants to partner up with MLW? Okay, keep in mind, WWE is, star, they have this new guy, Nick Khan. Now, don't ask me if he's related to Shahid and Tony Khan. I don't know that. I still haven't got uh, up to find out who is this Nick Khan, who is now at the helm running WWE. Of course, there's been a lot of hype. We've been seeing AEW successfully having the forbidden door, working along with Impact Wrestling, AAA, New Japan Pro Wrestling. We've seen that a whole lot. And now Nick uh, Khan is saying, we need to be in that hype. And it would make a lot of more sense in that particular reasons. Now, you could say, okay, so WWE are getting it. But, like some of you say, what if they decide to buy them out and, and just shut them down? That is the possibility. And I know there's people that are saying they're hyped for this, of a partnership, because you could have, uh, how do I say, endless of, you know, uh, how do I say, endless of dream matches. I can see that too. But look. But look, I can't, how do I say this? Say this is going to be a good thing or a bad thing. We don't know. There's still no word coming from MLW yet. If they're on board with the idea of having a partnership. I do know they do have a partnership with Dragon Gate. Triple um, A. But with W, that's going to be a little complicated. Because WWE are, too, are not too fond of being in a position where they want to have a cooperation with other promotions. But we'll see what happens down the line. And hopefully, uh, it, as much as... Some of you don't like it, some of you don't, but like, let's just pray for it, see what happens, okay? Now let's move on. 
Now, as you know, not too long ago, this past Raw, we just saw the return of a familiar face. Someone people, it's a lot of you guys who are WWE fans are saying, she can't wrestle for shit. And I'm talking about Eva Marie. Now, I've been, it's been, who knows how long she's been in WWE. I can't speak on that. I can't say how long is it. But here's the thing that I'm having a problem with. Now, I'm seeing fans are furious. There's a reason why. Let's talk about that part of the subject. Why are fans furious about Eva Marie's return? Well, there's a reason. It's not a coincidence that she showed up at a, after we saw 10 wrestlers were released. We're talking about the ones I mentioned before. Samoa Joe, Mickey James, The Iconics, Chelsea Green. But there's those that are questioning saying, are you kidding me? You got rid of Samoa Joe and brought her in? I think, I look, I get the frustration. I, look, I was pissed when they let go of Samoa Joe. And I had a hard time with this crap where they're saying, oh, they're releasing because he was, uh, his because of his weight. I don't buy that crap, but that's another conversation. But here's the thing. Fans are upset saying, you got rid of Joe just to bring her back in. I think that's the question on everyone's minds. Now, you ask yourselves, why would they do that? Now, keep in mind, not, what was it, a year or two ago, no, two years ago, fans have been demanding for Eva Marie to come back to WWE. I know Vince, the report saying that he wants to have her back, but I think the issue was it wasn't the right timing. Now, I can guess that maybe right now it is because, as you know, the world is getting back to normal a little bit. Um, all this and that. But it, it would make sense. Why? Because they will love nothing more than to have fans back attending their shows. That's something, the ultimate goal, of course, of promoting the whole thing about people need to get vaccinated. Look, guys, I I just want to let you guys know I got vaccinated this of uh, my second dosage this past um Cinco de Mayo. But I'm happy with that. I can attend uh, wrestling shows when I can. But right now, that's not about that. But this is about what's going on with Eve Marie. Now, some people will say, is WWE really know what they're doing? Bring her back to WWE? I mean, look. I can say this to all of you. Is this something that they really want to do? Because we all know she couldn't wrestle for a thing. If you guys saw the whole Total Divas, how she got into... They were questioning her about her training with uh, Brian Kendrick. That instead she should have been training at the Performance Center. Because, you know, that was the best spot. All of that. But, you know, she chose not to do that. It makes perfect sense. But, however, I think... What we need to do... Look... <coughs> Let's see what she has since she's been gone. I do know she's been training, um, you know, doing a little workouts. I've seen that on her Instagram. And all this and that, she's been involved in acting, acting, but we can't judge her just yet. Until she has her first match of her return, then that's when we ha we'll talk about how she do. Did she really improve since then? I'll be fine with it. Now...
There's been recent news coming out of Japan. This next news, it was revealed that Kaguchika Okada and Yo have been tested positive for COVID-19. You may have heard now, recently, if you guys are watching the Japanese wrestling, I don't care which ones, I don't care if you guys are New Japan fans, All Japan fans, Noah fans, Dragon Gate, Stardom, Ice Ribbon, I don't care. You have been hearing recently there has been a surge of the COVID-19 in Japan. Which is sucks. Now, I don't know if these guys are just administrating the vaccine as well. I'm not paying attention. I, w- I wish I had the Japanese channel, but I don't. <laughs> but yeah, but they did announce that their Grand Slam, their Wrestle Grand Slam was postponed because of the state of emergency in Tokyo. Now, I don't know how long it is there, uh, but now it's been revealed today that more wrestlers con- were infected with the virus. And I'm like, oh, man, that sucks. I mean, I'm looking forward to it, but I, there's two events I definitely, they better not cancel right now. I'm talking about the Hanakamura Memorial Show and the Misawa Memorial Show. I'm excited for those two, but um, right now, I just mentioned one of the memorial shows that is Hana Kimura. Now, those who may or may not have heard know who she is, Hana Kimura. Uh, let me tell you who she is. Hana Kimura is a female Yoshi wrestler based out of Japan. She was a young 22 year girl who, uh, you know, had her life and everything. But sadly, her life was being cyberbullied. This happened last year. It's been over a year now. All of a sudden, she took her own life. I know this is something you, some of you may may not hurt, but to me, this is sad. And to be honest with you guys, I hate fucking bullies. I do. If you want to know why, I'll tell you. Because they think they're better than everybody. They think, oh, that they can say whatever they want because it'll make them feel better. But I want to send this message out before I proceed any further. If you guys have a friend or a loved one who's dealing with being bullied or cyber bullied, please reach out to them. You guys are the glue to keep them together. I had a friend who was in the verge of committing suicide. And lucky for me, I got through to him. Or if you have a friend who reaches out saying that he's thinking of taking his own life, reach out to them. Please, let's stop this cyberbullying once and for all. Now, let's proceed further about Hana Kimura. Now, it's like I said, it's been over a year since she passed. And this came from Fightful. That is, Fight TV is going to air the Hana Kimura Memorial uh, Matane, or they call it the show, at Corican Hall. And this event is being organized by uh, Hana Kimura's mother, Koyoko Kimura. And it's going to air in May 22nd here in the U.S. and the 23rd in Japan. So if you guys have Fight TV, then, you know, you're good. You're only going to have to pay $14.99. I'm very excited to see this because this is a very interesting 
uh, match. I know there's a lot of Pete wrestlers who know who she is, some who were touched by her, call her a gentle soul, a kind person. But, you know, we couldn't stop her from taking her own life. But however, they, they I have to say the the roster they the wrestlers that they that she brought for here here they are, uh, Super Delphin Hub, Yoko Miyamoto, uh, Yuka, uh, Miyamoto Hunamura uh, Sawa, Ko, uh, Kaori uh, Yonayama, who I know her as Kokinev, Sherry from Ice Ribbon, Hanako Nakamuri. Yuki Miyazaki, Veni, or as we know her, Asuka. If you guys know who Veni is, she is was part of the Japanese bracket of the of the AEW Women's uh, World Women's Championship Eliminator. Gagetsu, she was the original leader of Odetai, and of course she teamed up with Hana Kimura. Mio Momo, uh, Momo no, Mika Iwan, and there was many more. I'm excited to see this event because. This is going to be a great event to see many of these wrestlers to pay honor to their fallen friend, fallen sister, because this is something we definitely need. And I do know from a uh, fact that uh, Hana Kimura set up an uh, a non-profit anti-bullying organization. I I'm assuming the money will go to that. And I'm very, and I, 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 I've seen various matches of her, and I think. This is going to be a good show. So, um, now before I go talking about Hana Kimura, for all of you those who don't know, she like probably ask, what led to her to commit suicide? Okay, let's talk about that for a little bit so you can understand. Hana Kimura was chosen to be part of a reality TV show called The Terrence House. It's kind of like in, um, how do I say? A version of Big Brother, but you can leave whenever you want, like go to work, hang out with your friends, and it's kind of like also a place where you can find love and all that. But here's the kicker. The show was unscripted. They don't tell you what to do. On, they don't tell you exactly what's going to happen on day. They just tell you on the spot. Now, there was a moment where someone staged Hanakamura's wrestling gear to be shrunk, and she got mad. But she was told she had to slap this guy named Kai. Now, this guy Kai Kobayashi, I think that's his last name. <coughs> um, she told him to slap him in the face. Hana refused to do that. And because of that, that's when the cyberbullying began. They, the freaking network who ran this show... They were they were told about the complaints. They did not do any squat. They let it happen. And all of a sudden, look what happened. Hana Kimura took her own life because of this. Some people did not like that she didn't do exactly what she was supposed to be told. Including some fans who are fans of this damn show. I never seen it. But I have to say that freaking show is canceled and I hope I hope these motherfuckers don't bring this show back. Because if they did, there's going to be fire coming. Not only from Hana's mother, but other wrestlers. Because this is not a show you want to build this type of bullshit. And trust me. 
Look what happened to Hana Kimura. So they better not bring it back. But if you guys are interested to know who she is or seeing her matches, look it up on YouTube. You'll be amazed, the sort of thing. She's been a wrestler, like, possibly her her whole life. But her mother is also a wrestler, too. So she, she kind of got involved because of her. But, yeah. So I hope you guys get to see the show if you ever get a chance. Now, these next topics, some of them are, in fact, how do I say this? Are already old, but I feel like we need to talk about them. Recently, there was this woman you may have heard or not named Ivelisse. Uh, Ivelisse has been in the business for a long time. She was part of AEW, but she was let go. Reports were coming in saying that there was backstage sheet between her and the coaches. There was arguing with them, and we haven't seen her since then. People were questioning, where is Ivelisse? Now, some of you probably who are fans may know the story. Those who don't. They had to let her go because of this. And it turns out, this was not the first time she gets in backstage heat. Now, they never said which promotion was it. The first time. it could be. I know she was at Impact. I know she was at the WWE as part of uh, the tryouts or the class or whatever. But letting her go would make sense because here's why. Do you want to have someone who has an attitude problem in your promotion? Hell to the no. AEW did not want that kind of environment person in their environment like that. In, in their defense, they were doing <coughs> the right thing. Now, some of you say... But that's kind of jacked up. I'm like, I know. We all know how the economy is for, since t last year in 2020. But ask yourselves, do you want that attitude right now? No. But we do. But I do know right now, <coughs> uh, she's recently been uh, involved with the all-female promotion Shine. But recently, uh, she made a, uh, will be making <coughs> appearances at the Texas... Base promotion called South Southeast Wrestling Entertainment. But she also said she <coughs> is accepting bookings. Now, I'm a fan of her ingring ability, but if she does have an attitude, I may be like, I don't know. But we'll see. All we can do if you guys are fans of her, give her our full support and cheer her on wherever she goes. Now, I mentioned the last... Uh, episode where we talk about the uh, how we are no longer have the Wednesday Night War. But there was a part of the Wednesday Night War of the po post-Wednesday Night War I did not mention. Apparently, uh, the ratings for both shows are not exactly what I thought. Or should I say for those like you hardcore WWE fans out there, or those who don't know what I'm referring to, I assumed, like a fan, that NXT was going to have much bigger ratings. You're probably saying to yourselves, what the fuck are you talking about? This, These are the ratings that happened on the first week. AEW had, on their, the first week since the ones that I wore was over. 1.2 million viewers. NXT 
768,000 views. You probably going, what the fuck? Yes, that's what happens. And I heard WWE are not happy about it. Now, you probably could say this, but wait a minute. I thought this was a good thing where they're not going to, they're no longer head to head. That is true. I expected that myself, but I did not expect the ratings that happen while they're not head to head. Now, you probably ask yourself, something is wrong here. Now, before you say, before you guys, before anything I say, you probably say, what did they do? They cheated? No, AEW then cheated. There was a point that was given by another podcast group called the Squared Circle Cycle Babble. They made a, a very compelling point about NXT. Now, some of you probably say NXT is a good brand. I agree with you. That's a fact. They have great talent there. There's no denying about that. But it's not about that. They said NXT will be nothing more than a bell of a metal program. And I, and I think about it. I'm like, you know, they're right. They're still calling people to go to, the, to Raw or SmackDown. Even Tommaso Ciampa said the NXT is the main brand. But he did state it. If he gets called to the main uh, roster, then he's going to retire. And I don't blame him. I mean, he has every right to be that way. But it makes a lot of sense. NXT will be nothing more than a, de a Dell of a Metal program. If I was Triple H, i say, look, separate NXT away from the main roster. Away. Don't get them involved. And that kind of that kind of will be like, you probably say, but that would suck. What do we want to see? We have seen recently with an NXT how um, NXT stars go to either Raw or SmackDown, but the careers don't go exactly like we hoped for. Look what happened with with uh, the revival, now known as FTR. There have been wrestlers that have been like that, and I don't blame them. But it is what it is what happened, but there's nothing we can do to change that. And frankly, it's it's never going to change. I love NXT as its own promotion. I know Triple H is pissed knowing that, oh, he blames them because, you know, they were winning all the time. Look, it's the fans who make the choice how what they like. It's not up to him. I mean, as much as we Vince would say, oh, AEW sucks. They don't got the best talent. We got the best talent. Like, no, there are really good talent in AEW. We're just getting to see who they are. But that's how it would be. That's how it is now. They can't do nothing about it. Now, the last subject I want to talk about is, you know, New Japan Pro Wrestling has its very own uh, show called New Japan Strong or NJPW Strong, which is a, a show that is based here in California, in L.A. Um, they're allowing wrestlers to make appearances, mostly American wrestlers who... We have seen so far, even before uh, Japan restricted, uh, uplifted restrictions going from Japan to the U.S. happened. Now, they decided to have their very own title. This was presented as part of the unknown, what happens for the unknown for the winner of the New Japan Cup USA. Now, we were expecting that the New Japan Cup USA 2021 
was going to be the same as last year, where whoever wins the, the New Japan Cup USA will be the one to face John Moxley for the IWGP United States Heavyweight title. And we saw Kenta won it. He challenged him, and it did happen. He lost. But uh, New Japan decided, you know what? They're going to have their own title. And I have to say, it's brilliant. The title is called the Strong Openweight Championship. Now, whoever won the finals for the New Japan Cup, USA 2021, will not only get the trophy, but also get the championship. And the first winner, I can tell you, is Filthy Tom Lawler. So it was, uh, I have to say, it would make sense, but however... When you're a champion, you know for a fact you are a target. Now, his challenger that he's been, he wants, no one stepped up, but the unlikely challenger he did not expect or was a bombshell for him was none other than Big Daddy Chris Dickinson. Now, Lawler was shocked. So was J.R. Kratos. They're probably thinking, what the fudge? How did this happen? I have to say, Chris Dickinson, he is an amazing wrestler. I love his his capabilities, what he can do, not only as a catch wrestler, but other things. But it would make a lot more sense because who will be the one to challenge Tom Lawler? I mean, that is the mystery. But can't wait. There's still no word when that's going to happen. But hopefully soon. I can't wait to see what's going to go on. Now, I hope you guys enjoy this episode. But like I said, from now on, I'm only going to do these particular uh, episodes now once a week on a, on a Sunday. Because most of the week, uh, through Mondays to Saturdays, I'll be watching wrestling. Try to put the reviews on on YouTube as much as possible. But this particular day... <coughs> it will be a little uh was a little different apparently i got sidetracked but however uh i will try to do the best i can to do more of these podcast episodes for all of you and um uh, let's see what topics will come up throughout the week what matches we'll see what events will be coming up and all that so i can't wait to throw in some good content for all of you but as for now I'll see you guys in the next DWZ time. Same DWZ channel. I must bid all of you adieu. So goodbye. Mwah. And have a nice day. Bang. <laughs>